What's up, folks? Your guy, Thomas Gann, TG here for Ice Cold Sports, here with my guy, very special guest, long time coming. It's Chris. You may know him as Koozie at Coos World on Twitter. What is up? Tommy, hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I I love going on other people's pods because you can kind of just do your own thing. It's It's always like a mixture. I don't know what's coming at me, so it's fun. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely. I'm pleasure is all mine. Uh, kind of a crazy day. Uh, starting off here. Mm. Obviously, the biggest news of the day, Carson Wentz. He's going to Indianapolis after a lot of hand wringing. Um, it seems like not a terrible deal. I think he's kind of just done overall. I think he's kind of broken brained, if that makes sense. He's kind of just done. I mean, it's possible Frank Breaker bring him back, but I think it's over. I'm just happy as a Bears fan that he didn't end up coming to Chicago. Uh, what are your thoughts? So I think I might be the high guy on Wentz right now. Um, I didn't love the deal for Philly. They're eating essentially 34 mil in dead cap. At the same time, like, I don't know if they're getting a better offer. I mean, people were rumoring, like, you know, Chicago might be in it. I just don't see Ryan Pace with one year left on his deal having – I like, I don't – see like the front office being like, okay, Ryan Pace, you can deal, you know, future picks and take on 120 mil of a, you know, of Carson Wentz when you've got one year left, like you already traded up for Trubisky. That didn't work out. So I never thought the bears were a real player. I actually really like the deal for Indianapolis. Um, it's a third round pick. And then next year it's a second rounder. If Wentz plays 75% of his snaps moves to a first, which barring injury will happen. Uh, you know, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for Philly when we saw Wentz at his best. So they've got that connection. Obviously he feels good about Carson Wentz uh, enough to make that trade at least. Um, I don't know. I think Indy is in a situation where you don't want to, you know, build around a young quarterback they're in win now mode. So you kind of got to roll the dice and you know, if Wentz sucks, he sucks, but like we've seen, we've seen him play at an MVP level. Granted, That was three years ago, but we've seen it, you know, like a, a lot of guys that are on the market, you know, whether it was Foles or whatever, they've never reached the level that we've seen Wentz at. And he's had the injury struggles, all that, the shoulder, the knee, but I'm still kind of a believer. You're still in? I'm not in, but I'm not not in. I get it. I get it. I see what you're yeah. saying. It's just he it just it was so messy coming out of Philly and he lost yeah. so much respect in that locker room. The only thing that makes me think it could be work out well is that Frank Reich was the guy that led him to that MVP season and he's never been the same since. Now injuries well, obviously also contributed to that there was that quote about them uh they did like bible study together there you go <laughs> which yeah hey i mean if that's what it takes to get carson Wentz back it just needs a bible study partner you know all the power to him sounds good i don't know if jim ursay is going to join in with that but you know <laughs> jim ursay is just gonna yeah i mean right now you're in texas right i'm in texas dude and i did not lose power all week that's good because right now it is a historic cold time. Ice is everywhere. 
pipes are exploding and so it's not fun. Whatever. Tommy, we get these once a decade. All right. Uh, the last time this happened was January 2011. It was my sophomore year of college. And we came back. Uh, it, the Super Bowl was actually in Dallas that year. It was Green Bay, Pittsburgh. And we got a historic ice storm. Everything was shut down. And we got like 10 days off of school. It was fucking awesome. And, you know, nine years go by, nothing happens. And then sure enough, boom, historic ice storm. And Dallas is just like completely unprepared. I mean, Austin got the entire state of Texas got fucked. Oh yeah. Fortunately, my par- my apartment building never lost power. Like all of my friends, I would say 80% of my friends here in Dallas lost power at one point and I dodged the bullet. Sounds like it. Wow. And probably I'm, the worst time ever with, with I'm knocking on wood right COVID. now. Oh yeah. yeah. With COVID, it makes it even worse. Like everything on top of this. Yeah. And dude, you just got to feel for like the old people who, Oh yeah. You know, many prescriptions or whatever, like, uh, it's just a, you know, a rough time and people are kind of like dunking on Texas. Like, Oh, you know, ha ha. That's dumb. It's, I know it's just not good taste. I mean, it, it sucks. And people are like actually dying. Um, the internet's never in good taste these days. I mean, you know, you can't expect them to be, to be nice yeah. about this stuff. Well, I, I, th- I think what people don't realize is like hotels are full and a lot of the hotels that people are going to are losing power. Like the, a lot of these people don't have solutions that they, you know, people are literally sitting in their cars to stay warm. It's, it's really bad. So that is pretty bad. The, the jokes are uh, not in good taste. I'm not about that life, but. <laughs> Let's move on to a more positive sports topic. More positive sports topic. Well, I guess you could tell a positive in a way. Tebow's done in baseball. He retired. I'm a huge Tim Tebow guy. Have been since I was a little kid. Yeah. It 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 pains me to see it just because I really was rooting for him. I know it was well, kind of ridiculous. They uh, extended an invite to um, spring training like the day before too. Yeah, he did. But the timing did. of it. Well, I mean he was probably doing the Mets a favor by being like, you know, give that yeah. to somebody else. But yeah, I was a little surprised by that. And it's not like Tebow was bad. I mean, I don't think he was ever going to be anything more than maybe like your fifth outfielder, but he had finally shown the ability that he was capable. You know, I mean, he hit like 273 at double a, um, which, I mean, the jump from double A AA to triple A is it's pretty lateral, you know? Yeah. Uh, I honestly thought the guy could go up and hit like 210. And like, he was always going to be kind of like a, an show. attraction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he wasn't bad enough to, or he wasn't, yeah, like he could hold his own at yeah. least to be like, he's not so bad to the point where we're like, you know, He's, get, he's completely embarrassing himself. Yeah. Or like, or someone deserves this way more than he does. Yeah. Like, you know, he's decent enough where you could give him a roster spot. I could, you know, it's tough because people 
I, everything I've heard is that his development, considering the fact that he went so long between playing baseball in high school to yeah. like years after his NFL career was essentially over, to making that jump, that he was actually pretty impressive how uh, much belief, kind of like how people always dunked on Jordan for not being great at baseball, but if you actually looked at his stats, he was sort of similar. Yeah. Some, well, and he started that double A. Yeah. Like Tebow worked all the way up, which is, you know, now the pretty much like the standard, you know, you start at low A and go all the way through. He started that rookie ball, made his way to double A. Jordan got thrust right into it. And I, I saw people like comparing the stats and I'm like, eh, I mean, well, first of all, Jordan was never going to do that. Like, if yeah. he's going to play baseball, he was. He was going to play baseball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still, like, Tebow really was a solid baseball player. And yeah. he worked at it for fucking four years. I mean, I respect the guy. And that's why I'm a little disappointed to just see him throwing the towel. You know, I mean, you got that close. Like, I think it's just acknowledging reality. I mean, he was never. I just wanted to see race. one at bat. Okay, I, that. I was surprised the Mets never pulled the trigger as like a like a stunt, bringing yeah. the majors for like a week because I knew so they could sell I think, tickets. I think they would have last year if not for you know COVID fucked up everything. Yeah, but I totally agree with you there. I think last year Tebow gets a call up at some point. Uh, what could have been? What I know, been? man. I'm at like imagine. You know, Tebow starting off like one for 18, and then he just belts a fucking belts one to deep left center. Oh, no. Yeah, it would be left center. He's, yeah, he's right handed. I'll do you one better. What if the first at bat hits a home run, just, you know, miracle stuff, then he goes 0 and 20 from after that? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that. Exactly. Because yeah. that would just be the Tebow way. I was going to say only Tim Tebow would do that. Oh, yeah. First at bat, Homer. So Tim Tebow. So Tommy, are you still in Boulder or? I am not. So I was in Boulder. I graduated early, semester yeah. early. Um, I'm now back home. I'm working. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do afterwards. I'm going back up to Boulder this weekend. Um, but it's kind of just a process at this point. Just trying to figure out exactly the direction I want to go. But it's, sure. it's, it's going well right now. I can't complain. Debt free, you know, that's all you can ask for. Um, dude, that's everything you could ask for. Exactly. So, Tommy, we've uh, we've got our number two starter now in Jake Arietta. It's beautiful. Which, I mean, if you told me that in 2015 that Jake Arietta was our starter in 2021, I'd be like, wow, things are still going great. Yeah, Maybe like, wrong word. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think it's a it's a good thing. I mean, I, I'm happy to see him back. I think Cubs fans oh, in general are give me are, uh, give me thrilled. all the Jake Arrieta. Yeah. Yes, I love him being back. I'm so on board with that. Um, as for the organization, how Ooh. I feel about them right now, not so great. No, uh, trading you Darvish for. I don't mind trading Darvish. I just don't like what they got back. They got zero top ten prospects in the in the Padres. We didn't get a single non teenager. Exactly. So, Which, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got a, a decent return back, but like the fact that 
the Padres acquired Blake Snell and you Darvish without trading a single top 100 prospect. <laughs> it's That's wild. I mean, they're playing chess. We're playing checkers. You know, you also had this on there. Tatis. 14, 340. 14 years. I saw on Twitter you saying, like, oh, what's going to be 14 years? Where are you going to be in 14 years when that like, deal is up? That's a scary thing to think about. I don't want to think about that right now. 14 years. That dude's going to be a Padre for a long time until he becomes a Yankee. I mean, course, dude, he is, a, he is, like, less than 600 at-bats in the major leagues. I Don't quote me on that. Just watch, though, that this Padres thing just falls apart. And I can almost see it happening. I don't know why. Maybe just because for all the time I've been standing and watching baseball, they've just been so bad that it's hard to fathom, like, a good Padres team. Dude, but he has 558 career at-bats. Insane. It's insane. And what was the exact numbers? It was 14 years, over $300 million. 14, 340. Oh, jeez. So 22. I've actually talked myself into this though. Really? So if you think about it, uh, Tati's, let's see. I think exactly. it's a good deal. I, no, I agree. It's, it's a good, uh, I, I like the deal. It makes sense. It's a little disturbing that he's the same age as me. So that's, he I, is, he great. just turned 22. So five years from now, there will be 250 mil left on that contract and nine years. And he'll be 27 years old. You can move that contract if, if you want to, if you're San Diego. If for you're a superstar, yeah. Anything you want. Yeah. You know, like, if if San Diego ever gets to the point where they're getting cheap again, they can move that for buckets of prospects. Oh, I yeah. mean, barring, you know, something terrible happening, that is, it's not a bad contract. And for him, he's set for life. Like, why wouldn't you do it? You know? Oh, yeah. 340, like, you couldn't spend $340 million if you wanted to. I mean, I could, but he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's already rich. I mean, his dad was a great player. You know, the funny thing is, I bet Fernando Tatis Sr. made like $30 million in his career. And his, oh, his fucking son, like, what do you feel like if you're at Thanksgiving and your kid just signed a deal ten more than 10x? Well, let's look at his career. You're showing him all the love because that's where that the extra money's coming in. You're not just going, you're not going to be going to but a don't retirement you feel home. a little embarrassed. No, that's like saying Patrick Mahomes' dad is embarrassed that his son makes like a you know half a billion dollars. It's not, it's not the same, and when, especially with athletes and stuff like that. He's probably proud. He's probably just wanting to get the get his own in that. He's probably getting a nice chunk somewhere down the line. So, you know, eh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably not fair. complaining too much. Yeah. Either way, his son already just destroyed everything he made in one contract. <laughs> well, now he's not going to be ever be a kind of a footnote. His son's going to be... He's going to be remembered as the, the father of uh, Tatis Senior. There so, you go. That adds to the legendary father-son combos. We've got Ken Griffey Senior, Ken Griffey Junior, the Tatises. We've got uh, 
Are we just talking baseball here? Uh, yeah, we've got the Bichettes. We've got the Biggios. We've got the Guerreros. Ooh, the Guerreros. The fucking Blue Jays. Yeah. And we've got uh, – who's the other one on the Blue Jays? The, the Blue Jays are just like, let's take every kid whose dad played the major leagues, and we'll be fine. I mean, been a good strategy so far. Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, it's working out great. Oh, yeah. So, as people may not know, uh, I have been following you for a long time, obviously. Uh, Listen to your podcast back when you were, now you've been doing redacted radio. Um, how's uh, RIP Old Row Radio? That was tough. That was one of my favorite. I've, I called in multiple times to that. I remember there was some pretty good, pretty amazing episodes. It was one of the few podcasts that made me just laugh out loud. Um, how is Hammocks doing? Because he's 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 probably a little bit disconnected now. Now that Old Row Radio is over. Yeah, I mean Hammocks. Uh, so Hammocks, let's just set the record. Never actually worked for Old Row. Well, he, he never is, never um, quote unquote. Yeah, he was always the editor of Old Row Radio, but he was like a day one poster on the old Old Row forums. Uh, dude, it's it's just like so crazy to me how much shit has changed in the last, I mean, not only the last six months, the last fucking six years. I mean, from us going from just a small internet forum to getting bought by Barstool to blowing up to then Barstool like downsizing us, cutting it out, like basically just kind of pushing old road to the side, whatever, like no ill will towards Barstool. Great no, experience. no, obviously. So yeah, I'm not chirping them at all. Um, but now, yeah. So Hammett's and I have basically embraced redacted radio. Mm-hmm. We're, I can't refer to the former company that I used to work for, although I already did. But, you know, it's just fun to do the pot again. And we're constantly bringing in, like, new guys. I mean, now we've got Trace, my old Arkansas rep. Or he's still the Arkansas rep, but he's just not my Arkansas rep. Sure. And then uh, Jackson, my Missouri or Murray State rep. So it's just like a ebb and flow of kids you know people want to contribute and it's it sounds like it's fun it's nice it's nice thing to get it's it's fun to still be hosting you know absolutely and uh i think we did 200 like 44 episodes of old road radio beep whatever it was a a good run it was a great fucking run Absolutely. And I mean, Tommy, like you're, you're a fucking day one, dude. I mean, we've as Cubs fans, we've been interacting since what? 2015, 2016, 2016. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long long road. And, you know, we saw the Cubs win the world series. We just incredible. We saw the Cubs lose consecutive games, the Brewers, then the fucking Rockies to fall out of the playoffs like we've been through the highs we've been through the lows mm-hmm. a, you know it's ever since the world series man it has been tough oh yeah i mean because when the world series was going on that whole run 
I remember saying, just give me this one. I'm never going to complain yeah. again. Yeah. No, no complaints. And then but we never one. thought we like, yeah. I don't think we ever thought that it would be like that bad afterwards. Well, I mean, yeah, it was bad. Cause the next year, you know, we beat the nationals and then lost to the Dodgers. But I think we were all kind of in the interpre- like under the impression that like, this is a window, like four or five year window. And dude, it just fell off a cliff. Like, oh, yeah, the bottom fell out big time. Uh, I mean, everyone forgot how to hit. That, that seems to be the biggest issue. It feels like we never got consistent hitting out of our main guys. Every year, it's new fucking hitting coach, like yeah. Jimmy Davis or whoever it is. Like, and none of it works. You know, Schwarber couldn't hit. Almora couldn't hit. Chris Bryant forgot how to hit. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo forgot how to hit. Javi Baez forgot how to hit. This well, shit. Javi like, Baez always had kind of. Uh, oh, he always had some issues at the plate. If you watch closely, his uh, his strikeouts were not good. But like when he loses his like bat velocity, yeah, it's going off a cliff. That's I mean, true. You know, it's. He's a great, flashy player, great defender, but when it's gone, it's going to be gone real quick for Javi. And I love the kid, but I think we both can agree on that. I mean, all right, so, Tommy, this is – I tell those people this take, and it, I honestly had more fun with the 2015 season than I did the 2016 season. So I can agree with you to an extent on that because I remember going into that season – and people were saying that eh, they're the afraid of baseball teams. Low. low, I remember. I remember going. I was actually. They went to Colorado in the for the second series of the year, and I went to the first game. They ruled the offense broke out, and I remember the game after that. You walked. We walked it off, right? Walked the second, third game of that series. They walked it off. Yeah, and I remember that. Right field. Oh yeah, and this, I can just name off so many amazing moments. And then it went. It looks like it was all about to fall apart. And then Chris Bryant hits that home run. Yes. We lost four straight games. We lost four straight games. Got no hit. And then we blew. Yeah. Fucking Cole Hamels. No hit us. Oh yeah. The longest streak in baseball, not getting no hit. Mm -hmm. And we blew that fucking ninth inning lead. And I just remember when and JD were talking about how the pitcher on the mound, his daughter had gotten bit by a rattlesnake during fucking spring training. That's what they're talking about. And swung on, hit high in the air, deep left field. That ball is gone. Cubs win, Cubs win. Oh, baby, Chris Bryant. Like, legendary call. It ended the four-game losing streak. I think we were like 52 and 46 at that point or something. Yeah. But that home run changed the entire course of that season. We go on, we make the playoffs, we beat St. Louis. Um, and, you know, oh, no. First of all, we beat Pittsburgh. When Jake Arietta was, was trolling Pirates fans all week. Literally, they're, they're going after him. He's like, I'm literally going to dominate you. Yeah. You're not going to do anything. I'm going to shut you down. Complete game shutout. He had the greatest second half in the history of baseball. It was it was unbelievable to watch. He took four no hitters into the seventh inning. 
and threw one. I know he threw one against the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball. Yes. Did he throw two? He threw a second one at the beginning of 2016. Beginning of 2016, he threw another one against the Reds. Yep. Yep. And that was just, we were all witnessing greatness. And he, the whole week, I, I remember my friends were like, you're not concerned that, like, you know, he's literally antagonizing the Pirates. And I was like, no. No, like, I've, have you watched Jake Arrieta in the second half? Like, nobody can touch him. That night was one of the greatest nights of my life. It was I mean, so much fun. It was, I would, we won 4 nothing, I believe. 4 nothing, yeah. yeah. Um, I know it was the first run was scored by Fowler, then Schwarber Fowler hit, hit, hit a home run. Bomb. Then Schwarber had one. That game was so legendary. And then to beat the Cardinals in the NLDS is just, oh. The first game did not look good, though. I remember that first game, I was very distressed. And then they come back around, they win yep. game two, and they just they they just were hitting home runs like crazy when they came back to Wrigley. It was a... It was well, Schwarber had that bomb that was encased. Mm-hmm. And they... The fact that they removed that pisses Well, they brought me it back. Off. They put it back later on. Oh, they did? They, they did? Laid, I think in 2016, they brought it back. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I was just like, why remove it in the first place? Like, the fact that like they encased it, I thought was so... I know, but still, it was such a legendary home run. Yeah. But the Mets kicked our ass. And then Arietta getting... I mean, game... Was it game five? Yeah, it was game five. And he just got lit up. Fucking Daniel Murphy, dude. He was just every fucking game. He was hitting home runs against Kershaw. Like, he just killed everybody. It wasn't fun. I mean, anytime we had to face Daniel Murphy wasn't fun. And he but came that to the Cubs ride. And he was no good. The ride was amazing. The ride was so amazing. 2016, I also loved. There's also, I have a lot of great moments from that. Uh, yeah. The World Series only made sense. It came back from 3-1. Were you in was, Chicago? So, well, I was in Chicago for game four. I went to game four. Uh, and before the game, I am, uh, I'm with my dad. I'm by the, like, by the field. Yeah. And I see Lindor walk up. And he's talking to people. He's signing autographs. And I Frankie. call up to Lindor. And this is when the dab... I wasn't high school at the time when the dad was huge, when it was still, yeah, exactly. Your boy. Cam. Oh yeah. And you're probably, Cam. Gonna hate, you're gonna I hate, do, I'm a Panthers fan. Come on. You you're going to hate me. You're going to hate me saying this, but I said to him, Hey, can you hit the dab? He hits the dab. And I say on camera, well, now he's cursed. He's got the, he's got the Cam Newton dab curse. And then Tommy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That is not where I thought you were going with that. Oh, Okay, okay. But it worked. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It hey, worked. It did work. And then, oh, my God, game seven. I mean, Tommy, you want to talk about one of the greatest games of baseball ever. I mean, I still remember Michael Martinez being up there. And he hit that ball, and I'm like, oh, my God, Chris Bryant. Like, just please, God, don't fuck this up. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the most routine play of all routine plays, and I'm still like – we slipped. We're, we're slipped Cubs fans. Yeah, I know, and we're Cubs fans, and it's like, oh my God, what if he airmails this? And you know, I, I don't know. We're all expecting they'd already scored a run that inning. Yeah, you know? and 
And we're all expecting the worst thing that could happen well, of course. to happen. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen for one time I mean, in for our lives. One didn't fucking happen. time. And dude, I remember being on being at Myrtle Beach, nineteen ninety eight, uh, Cubs Braves, and my dad. You know, like he was a lifelong Cubs fan. He was telling me he's like, he's like, Chris, you got to understand, like the Cubbies are heartbreakers. And, you know, I'm like six, seven years old. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I was like, I want to be a Cubs fan like you are. He's like, oh. Okay. He's like, all right. You, you asked, asked for, for it. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You fucking asked for it. And I remember being in fucking Martinsville watching, oh, my God, the Mark Pryor game, like game five against the fucking Marlins, you know. Not great. Dusty Baker, just take him out, dude. But you know what? People go after Steve Bartman. Alex Gonzalez blew up a double play. People forget that. Right after that. People forget that. Okay, but I will say, say, I've defended the crowd in the stadium that night many times just because of how how crazy everything was going on. I defend them 100%. Yeah. But and afterwards, I, I think people took it too far. I think a lot of people, even before yeah. they won the World Series, understood they took it too far. I wish Bartman would have came out. I think they offered the chance for him to throw out a they pitch did. and stuff like that. I wish he would have just to kind of bring closure. But, you know, putting on to I mean, man, I feel so bad for the guy. Like, the fact that he literally had to go into hiding, you know, and uh, he's the definition of a scapegoat. He had well, yeah. nothing to do with that. Like, Moises Salou probably doesn't catch that ball. Let's nah, be honest. That ball is probably going to be caught. Now, but he was, but was no, every fan, every fan does that. But it was okay. Yeah. You're right? Are, yeah. Yeah. Like, if it would have gone for it. Else. Yeah. And right afterwards, I would have been like, oh, in hindsight, I probably should have let the player catch the ball for the benefit of my team. But when the ball is hit at you and you're in foul territory, it's free game, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It was just a series of unfortunate circumstances for Steve Hartman. I'm like, man, I wonder if he even roots for the Cubs anymore. He does. Does he? He still. I've read different things. I know Wayne Dre's for ESPN did a whole article where he tracked down Bartman essentially and actually met him in a parking garage. I remember. I've read that. Yeah, Yeah, like two or three years ago. Yeah, and he was talking about like, oh, do you see the Cubs won today? And this was you know against the Red Sox. They had just killed the Red Sox, and it was this was years after the incident. And he was still he was still a devoted Cubs fan even after all of it. But they gave him a ring. So that's not bad. Would you go through all those years of that to get a ring? Eh, maybe not. No. Yeah, probably absolutely not. not. No, 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 probably not. No. I mean, we got our championship. Like yeah. that night, I mean, I called my dad and I'm not going to lie. I just fucking tears streaming. Oh, down. of course. I almost got him right now just thinking about it. Like, yeah. That was, uh, and I mean, 
dude, I'm a Panthers fan. I'm a Wake Forest basketball and football fan. I'm a Cubs fan. I had never won a championship at any level in my entire life. And for the Cubs to be the first one, special that stuff. was, uh, yeah, dude, that was, that was really special. That meant a lot to me that night. And uh, to share that with my father, unfortunately, we weren't together at the time, but it meant a lot. And I'm sure you can feel the same way. Like it's, yeah, you know, it's the thing we were constantly chasing and it seemed like a unicorn for basically our whole lives. And we got there, you know, like it was almost, I was like delirious. I just remember earlier on in the game when, when the game time home run was hit by the Indians. Uh, oh I just my remember God. that being the lowest point of my life. Me slumping back on my couch. What's his fucking name? What starts with an R? Rajai Davis. Rajai Davis. That's right. 8-6 makes it 8-8. Eight, eight. Imagine for one second, if they had lost that game, what Chapman, what they would say about Chapman and what they would say about Madden for playing Chapman in game six. Oh, It dude. would have been bad. The, oh, the storylines. Everything flips. Yeah. But I remember like people being like, dude, your face was just white after the Rajai Davis home run. I was like, I don't even remember people being around me. I was just, it was me and it was the fucking game right in front of me. And that was, um, that was terrifying. It was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I got texts from friends saying like, don't do it. Put the gun down. (laughs) Dude, Ben Zobrist. (laughs) Ben Zobrist is like, hold on. Hold my beer. I got this. We just snapped, get go up 10 8, then 10 9, wrap it up, bang. Tommy, I do have to run here in a second, though. But yes, absolutely. I mean, what a God, what a fun time! Just, I mean, this turned into just us reliving the, yeah, World the, glory, the glory days. I mean, World Series, dude, I could talk about this for hours, but I uh, have. I have just described it so many times that it just feels like second nature at this point talking about that. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get like, I, I hope my son has a Cubs world series. Like we had one, you know? Well, I, I, yes, but also no. Cause I don't want it to go that many years. Yeah. World you're, series right, you're, again. Right, you're right. But Jesus, man, I'm like, we, we saw something special. We definitely did. And I just uh, shout out to all the Cubs fans who didn't, who aren't here, who weren't there to oh, see, yeah. it, you know? And uh, I know that meant uh, like, I watched so many videos of, you know, the final out and people just crying, breaking down for, yeah. you know, their dad or their Old grandfather. Just, yeah. Just going on their knees and crying. Crying. Powerful, man. It yeah. was really powerful. And uh yeah, I just I hope at some point I can have like a moment with that, like with my kid. What something like that. Absolutely. That's a wholesome yeah. moment to end the pod on. It is a very wholesome moment <laughs> to end the pod on. Thank you, Koozie, for coming on. If you want to plug your socials, you can right yeah. now. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Coos World, K-O-O-Z underscore W-R-L-D. On Instagram, you can follow me at Koozie Time, K-O-O-Z-I-E underscore Time. 
and listen to him on Redacted Radio. Yeah, at Redacted Radio. Tommy, hey, buddy. I'm so happy to come on here, man, and just absolutely, man. Talk, talk Cubs, talk sports, talk life. It's been a long time coming, buddy. It has been. Well, thank you for coming on, Koozie. Anytime. This, and this has been Ice Cold Sports.